0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Roto Going for the Green Daily Fantasy Golf Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, by Colin Drew. We are heading to the Olympics for, I feel like this is the first no-cut event that we have done a podcast on in forever. Like, I don't remember the last time I I touted, you know, four rounds of scoring for Keith Mitchell, so I feel like this is the first time in a while.
1: It does feel very WGCS-esque, I guess, between that, the no cut, the new course, you know, sometimes you get out of the WGCs and then the way that the field is set up with like some top end players and then pretty big gaps. So definitely agree. feels like a WGC. Are, are you, do you get excited for the Olympics? Are, are you excited to watch this or is it just a whatever week for you?
0: You know what? I actually do really like the Olympics. I mean, this, it's like, uh I don't know, some people get really into it and some people don't, but you know, I'm sitting there watching You know the end of the women's triathlon last night like really getting into it the the skateboarding was really cool it was cool to see that in the olympics uh you know generally i i like the winter olympics more but like it's all it's all pretty cool
1: yeah i i struggle when it's not live tv and so that's i think this will work out all right i think locks 6 30 on wednesday so it'll be the nighttime version of golf um and i think that's pretty cool so the live TV is good. Olympics in general, if I know, like I can't stay off Twitter for a day, right? So if something's right. on prime time, I already know what happens. So that that's a little bit harder for me to get up for, but I think we're going to have some primetime golf. So can't complain about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't get mad about that. So the format, uh, the men and the women, they're just playing, they're playing 72 holes. It is just like a, a WGC in, in that regard. So it's, we're not worrying about a cut. Um, and I, I guess the field is about as interesting as a field can get for a golf event because of the way the qualifications work. So you know, only three Americans can play. Or uh, yeah, or four. It's four, four from every country. So only four Americans can play. Four Irishmen for, uh, you know, from Great Britain, et cetera, et cetera, for, for Northern Irish, Northern Irishmen, even though I think there's only two. So so, what that does to the field is it uh, it makes the win equity crazy because the guys at the bottom of the field are receiving zero. You know, Scott Vincent is receiving zero win equity. Uh, Fabrizio Zanatti and Rory Sabatini are receiving like 0.03 win equity. So that... All the win equity is up at the top. Like even like the 10th ranked golfer in the field is, is uh, like Joaquin Neiman or Cameron Smith. Yeah. Like 30 to one or whatever. Yeah. So it's all the win equity is with Morikawa, with Xander, with Hovland, with JT, with Casey, Connors, Hideki, Reed, Rory. And then after those guys, there's a huge drop-off. And I mean, I guess just a little bit of roster construction stuff, like in general for no cut events like this, where all the win equity is at the top, do you feel like probably the, like the, the skeleton key is just figuring out, you know, which total Rand guy finishes top 10, you know, if, you know, Sepp Straka or Joaquin Hansen or whatever like that, that's kind of gotta be the key, right?
1: Yeah. Well, even, I mean, those guys, they could probably do whatever, as long as they're not ejecting, I think it's probably like the yeah fourth or fifth guy in your roster and finding the guy who's, you know, like a Antoine Rosner or someone like that, who's live to top 10, the event for sure, maybe even top five, um, not too random, still reasonably talented, but, um, because of the lack of field depth, they don't have to do too much. And I think the other thing is just trying to figure out how the course is going to play. And we don't know a lot about the course. Um, from what I was able to gather, I don't know, I, I feel like it's going to play easier, like it sounds like this time of year in Japan in general is going to lead to softer golf courses and that typically means that it's not as penalizing if you're in the rough, it's easier to hold in the fairways and so um, I guess I'm sort of expecting some scoring and I think that always introduces a little bit more randomness. We kind of talk about that week in, week out. When it's the 3M, a lot of people are live to win. When it's the U.S. Open, it cuts the field down a lot. So those are some of the things I think we have to take into consideration this week.
0: Definitely, I I think that is true. So to give people the the data on that, course is about 7,400 yards. It is a par 72. This course, though, is not even a regular stop on the Japanese tour calendar like this is not a course that is played in heavily rotation the last time it was used for like a big golf event was all the way back in 2010 for the Asian Amateur Championship do you want to guess who won that event
1: well, obviously hideki so um,
0: yeah it was it was hideki um
1: bingo. and i guess one of the one of the squares right there
0: yeah uh k h lee played the event and uh, of course our savior satoshi the, uh, the putting God uh, played at that event so, as well. Um, so do, you, so-
1: do you put anything, I guess, Hideki um, being Japanese and having played this type of course before, having played this exact course before, but also just being more accustomed to like the time zones and traditions or both Siwoo Kim and Sung Jim, who um, were skipping PGA events, skipping the open championship to prepare for the event you put any added weight in that i know for our projections this week there's no boost for course history or course fit um but i wonder from like a preparation perspective if you feel like those guys should be increased at all above their baseline because they've been maybe gearing up or more comfortable here specifically than the rest of the field
0: i mean i think the the micro edges at this level of competition are so important that I'm like all on board. Like you, you've you been here for two weeks and your time zone is ready. You've been playing... You know, in this it's super hot there. I I don't know if people watching the Olympics, like I know it rained there yesterday, but like all the, all the skateboarders that I follow on Instagram are like, dude, it is crazy hot. It's like 90 degrees and super humid every day. It's been really windy. Some of the events um, that they do outdoors have been like messed up from how windy it's been. I don't know how much that'll impact the golf or it won't, but like specifically for guys who have been here who have been practicing, who like their sleep schedule, their eating schedule and everything is adjusted here. For me, I feel like it would be silly to not weigh that. Uh, and maybe it will end up not mattering because all sorts of things end up not mattering, but I feel like that should matter.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to agree a little bit. And like, we're not talking about Cebu going from like 2% to win to 4%, but 2% to 2.2% or 2.4%, I think. Small things like that, I agree
0: with. Well, and, it, you know, we're not even um, we're not even talking about, like, just, like, finished stuff, too, but even, like, scoring. Like, even, yeah. like, just having, like, better knowledge of the – like, I don't know. It's just it, – it's hard to extrapolate these micro things into fantasy scoring, but I do feel like they apply. So, What about the,
1: Patrick Reed? Same, same thing there? Like, pretty – he was the last well, guy in the He just got here, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, I am not – oh, He was playing
1: the 3M last week, so <laughs> –
0: I, I guess I I guess I feel like there's like the converging narratives with Reed of like Captain America will do anything for the flag and then also like this guy is on Minnesota time so like how much does that matter though I, I would guess that if you went and looked at like all the guys who played the John Deere the week before the Open Championship or whatever probably there was like you would find total noise like you'd just find just nothing like nobody, in the nobody
1: does it except I, I obviously remember Jordan yeah. And Zach Johnson, the, uh, the year that he won the open. So, um. yeah.
0: So I, I don't know. I mean, my, my thought would be the tiebreaker here is, or, or the, the price thing is like Hideki is right next to Rory and Reed. And I feel like Reed probably gets a bunch of ownership because of the, literally because of the captain America thing. Like, like that narrative, I feel like is going to be built in to the ownership. And I, 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 I do not have our I don't know if you've done ownership projections yet. My guess is that out of Morikawa, JT, Xander, Hideki, Rory, and Reed, Rory has far and away the lowest projected ownership. That that would be my guess.
1: Yeah, I, I just took a first pass at it. We're still working through some issues with the data provider. Um as far as getting the slate up because it's not a typical event and missing a lot of names for some of the players. But I do think you're right that Rory will be one of the lowest some people in the field i think people might be off read because I, I think there is a enough concern at least like out in the twitter sphere about the travel schedule and, and whatnot so uh but rory at his price he is price premium coming in with not the, the best form there are some narratives in the favor of hideki and then morikawa off of the open championship you know as the, the easily the best informed player the guy who's had some of the strongest top end results like he's going to gather some buzz as well so I think um Rory will be the lowest owned for sure of the 10k guys maybe read right there with him
0: yeah um so I guess out of the the top I mean obviously like you know Morikawa is playing great right now great form great long-term form should be a good course fit for him all those things yeah I think it's
1: it's pretty interesting but so I think it's pretty clear Xander and Morikawa are the top two players in the field and that's reflected in the betting markets i believe as well but morikawa has been a guy that's more prone to course splits than other people so he definitely gets outsized boost at courses that reward accuracy and approach play and then courses that benefit distance more than accuracy or courses that don't suit him quite as well he's obviously still very live in any any course in a weak field like this but I think that's pretty interesting. If you think it'll favor driving distance a bit, I think you would play Xander. If you think it's more of an accuracy course, I think you would play Morikawa. I'm inclined to play Xander of the two.
0: You want uh, you want a a little bit of narrative street to back that up. Yeah, let's hear. it. Xander is half Taiwanese. His uh, his mother is a Taiwanese immigrant, so he's got the he's got like the regional pride in all of those things, uh, you know, playing for him there. So if you want, if you want a little bit of narrative street, there you go for that on Xander. Um, I mean, could the narrative street be any bigger for Hideki? Like, like he's got, he's got the, the amateur victory, which always gets touted in these things. He's, you know, uh, and he's, so he's the only one who's won an event on this golf course. He, you know, at least has played the course before he, obviously this is a home, thing for him right they're doing it in japan like i feel like all i and and he's won a major championship like i feel like all of the narrative things that you could put for hideki literally are in play this week and the narratives are so strong i honestly just want to go bet him out right i think
1: I, I mean i agree with you there's definitely a lot a lot in his favor um i think this week for dfs you can stuff into top end players because
0: I think you need to the way the field is structured. I I feel like I feel like it's. I would just if I was doing MME, I would I would even maybe make uh like an at least two rule between uh everyone in salary between Morikawa and Casey. I think. Uh yeah, let me look. At is that cards. you think that's too aggressive? I mean, that's very aggressive. But that like aggressive. the to me the the drop between. Like the even even Casey answer Neiman Sung Jae then down to the Leishman Garakego Alex Noren tier. Yeah, like I feel it, like that's a big tier like
1: drop after like uh, after Connors I feel like it's a, a big
0: yeah Christian Bezenhut is eighty seven hundred which that's not how you say his name and I know people are gonna tilt that
1: but yeah because you got, I mean you have like Fleetwood Leishman there and but it's a pr- and the betting market odds uh, like falls off a cliff after that you're looking at guys who are like fifty percent plus to T20 when you're talking about like an answer uh type. And then when you get down to like Guido, these guys are sub forty percent and it keeps going down rapidly from there. So um I, I think I agree with that. You know, maybe maybe Connors is the cutoff point for that type of rule.
0: So who's your favorite from the nine thousand range? Hovland, Lowry, Casey, answer, Neiman, Sung
1: Um I I think it's Casey. I I don't feel great about it. Just But, like, by the numbers, Casey's coming in with the best form in the field. Uh, If the course isn't insanely difficult, I I mean, just I've adjusted for boosting driving distance a little bit, which I think would generally penalize him, and I still have him fifth in the field using the data golf stuff as a starting point. So I think it has to be Casey there.
0: Yeah, I mean, can you imagine gutless Paul Casey winning a gold medal, though? How how funny would that be? (laughs) So funny, I was um, I was the the women's triathlon that I was watching last night, second place finisher, Great Britain. And it was like, it was so funny. Like I just I love watching uh the Great British people finishing second. Like it's I don't know, just really the the gutlessness of the English will never be, will never be matched. Um I mean Sung Jay, Sung I do really like he feels at 9,000, you know, four hashtag four rounds of scoring from Sung Jay. Uh, did you say he was one of the guys who, who has been over here for a while practicing? Yeah. I liked, I mean, I like that narrative a lot that, that, uh, that pleased. So me. yeah, I mean, for
1: Sungjae and Siwoo, it's the military exemption, right? Which is why they, I mean, skipping a major championship. Oh my God. Is the potential. The biggest, so.
0: the, it's the biggest narrative in the world playing, trying to win, trying to win a medal so that you don't have to do military service. It's like the best narrative. Yeah. Pretty yeah. big. Uh,
1: like, I would say, you know, we we saw during the last Olympics that the winning score like was 16 under par, there was definitely, it was like the cream of the crop as far as guys that were meddling, like maybe not cream of the crop, but like solid established PGA Tour players, but you're definitely gonna get some names inside the top 10 that you don't necessarily expect. So, um, I think you're you're trying to balance that a little bit as far as your overall builds. because. I don't know, did you listen to Rory talking about it? He sounded like he just regretted being there. Like, no no hanging out in the Olympic Village, no fans. He's like, I can't back out now because I committed to it. But, like, how can I possibly be excited about this?
0: This is what he does all the time. Like when is the last time Rory genuinely sounded excited he to seems play golf? happy
1: about his like, life in general, but he did not seem happy no, about No, that's his, this the decision. thing.
0: <laughs> he seems happy about his life and he seems so bummed out about golf. Like he, he it's it seems like he's really gained some perspective after he had a child, which like, you know, I'm sure that happens to a lot of people, but it seems like he just hates playing golf. Like everything he says about playing golf is like, this sucks. You know, I ch- try to change my swing. It didn't work. Like... sounded like he was like yeah
1: excited to come over and like hang out with like elite world-class athletes and make friends and get some new life experiences and he's getting not much of that because of the way the olympic village is set up and no fans so
0: yeah best i can best i can tell a lot of the olympians are having a bummer of a time because you have to hang out in a pod with not just your country but your your country and your sport you're in like your own little pod so like all of the Colombian golfers are like in a pod together and that's like your group. And so I, I mean, is anyone else like, is, is Graham McDowell playing this? <laughs> Rory's is, is, just
1: got to hang out with Paul Casey.
0: I don't even think, I don't even think he's with Paul Casey. I think Rory literally might be by himself at the, like there, I think there, the way it works is he might just be by himself, which <laughs> huge. I, him and Paul Casey being forced to hang out with Paul Casey is much funnier though. Like Tommy Fleetwood, Paul Casey, and Rory McIlroy, and that's that's just all they can do.
1: <laughs> what a what a gigantic bummer. things.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway, the reason why we're spending so much time at the top is the next the eight thousand dollar guys are Cameron Smith, Corey Casey, Christian Bezenuit. Tommy Fleetwood, Mark Leishman, Guido Migazzoli, Garrick Higo, Alex Noren, Thomas Peters, Mackenzie Hughes. Like it's a huge drop-off. Like you could look at strokes. You could look at rolling stroke average, official world golf ranking, whatever you want to look at. It's a huge drop-off. And then there's an even bigger drop-off after these guys where we get into like, I, I think some of these guys are, are not even Euro tour players. They're like challenge tour guys.
1: Yeah, some of the guys they are, especially to get to the 6Ks. Um, so I'm I'm trying to get as many guys above Bezin as we can. So an enough, trying to get as many there. And then I'm probably taking a big pass on the range down like from 8,700 down to like Carlos Ortiz and Siwoo Kim. Uh, I think I start to get back in again at that level uh, as like the... Either third guy in on the Stars and Scrubs build or as the fourth guy in on a slightly more balanced build.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that is I think that is reasonable. Um, so like let's let's go through this next range and let's try and see if we can tell ourselves a story about Ortiz, Sibu Kim, Munoz, Rosner, Detri, Vegas, uh, Japanese guy, Rikuya, Hoshino, Mito Pereira, CT Pan, Rasmus Hogyard, Matias Schwab jazz jane what's uh he this guy this guy actually gave uh jazz gave some quotes and said that it compares to he he said it felt like the tpc south the course did which i don't know what that course is i don't know what to, i don't know where they play that but he said that
1: yeah um so i mean we we can pull up the course fit tool on data golf and just look at tpc south winds if we want just a little bit of information uh it's as you pick up tidbits like that, if, if they start to compare, I guess it would be interesting to see. That's definitely a driving accuracy course, it looks like in
0: general, compared to Which which fits with what we
1: thought what anyway.
0: Think, yeah. 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 I mean, it, it would it would make also that would like if I'm just thinking about like if I was the Olympic, uh, you know, if I was the IOC, like what would I want to set up as like a true test of golf? Like, I would want, I would want the rough to be miserable. Like, I would want to watch Rory hacking it while C.T. Pan was hitting 245-yard drives right in the middle of the fairway?
1: Yeah. Yeah, this range, uh, Johnny Vegas and Cebu Kim were the guys that stood out the most to me. Um, don't have them too far behind someone like Shane Lowry in the projections, and there's a massive gap in price between those guys. Um, if you look at the betting markets, not that these are going to be, like, the most efficient betting markets in the world, but you could make an argument that Cebu and Vegas are – a thousand dollars underpriced
0: underpriced for sure yeah vegas looks like the biggest jam which um you know that's never gone poorly before having johnny vegas as a jam
1: yeah that's so i i would definitely think there's gonna be some randomness i don't feel good about the ownership projections now but i feel like i'll be in a good place come lunch tomorrow and um i i think you would want to look for pivots if my guess is vegas stands out to a lot of people and he ends up as a jam, and I'd be fine making some pivots there. Um, Mito Pereira, I think, was one of the other guys we were playing last week with the Taup Bingo game and came through with the top 10 at the 3M Open, and he's a guy that won back to back, Corn Ferry Tour events, um, and then top 10 at the Barbasol and 3M, so I mean these are similar quality fields, if not a little bit worse, and he's pretty cheap at 7,200.
0: So are there any 6k guys that like leap out is like, Oh, this guy actually is like, you know, a, a, a good golfer. Like he is, he is better than uh, your average six. K. Cause like some of these guys are just going to be so bad, right? Like Gavin, like, how is this Gavin green guy even playing? Oh, that's, that is not an American flag. That's why that is, uh, <laughs> I I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at it on a website with the flags and I, I, I guess that's the Liberian flag or whatever. Um, that's so funny but like do you do we do you ever read on any of these 6k guys
1: so like reasonable quality tour pros like we've played Henrik Norlander and Rory Sabatini Se- before Sepp
0: 6800
1: and then Sepp is was the other one at 6400 like first clicks those were the guys that
0: but but th- that's the also the response of the other first clickers and so if they're you know if they're if Maximilian Kiefer or Hurley Long or Adrian Moronk if any of these guys are actually like good golfers because Straka, because people know that guy's name he's going to end up being overowned relative to what his projection is if if Sami Valamaki real name is like a similar quality golfer to him you yeah. know what i mean
1: Yeah one of the names that was a little bit surprising to see um was Yi Yuan, who yeah Chinese guy. I didn't expect to see with like half percent win equity. Uh, that's the similar to Sepshakha. I actually couldn't find him in my projection export, so I was wondering if he's a late add to the field and if he'll be added or not, or if I just scrolled through and missed it. But um, when I was just looking at the probabilities, that was one of the names that jumped out as a little bit surprising. Um, Adrian Maronk was the other guy that kind of sixty three hundred he was one of the other guys that jumped out as looking still bad, but a little bit. Okay. in the data golf probabilities.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I think that uh, I think that all seems about right. Um, so let's look at, uh, we're going to, are we going to fire some bets? Is anyone, does anyone looking good to you? I feel like I, I know, I know that data golf doesn't have it as bettable, but I just like want to bet Hideki just for the, you know, just for the narrative.
1: Um, so I thought that, Xander at nine to one for a sweat was bettable. Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't, I don't think, with their default projections. But if um if you think it's gonna favor distance a little bit more than like the generic course fit baseline, then he would pop to plus E V and I'm leaning that way. So I thought Xander was better at nine to one for a sweat, Johnny Vegas at fifty to one was the other one
0: that that feels that feels like a very good number especially like when you are considering that you know Mito Pereira is listed at 100 to 1 Matias Schwab at 80 to 1 but like those guys are not winning a freaking gold medal like it's not happening
1: and then Antoine Rosner was the other guy at um 90
0: to 1 could maybe could maybe bet him for a medal I don't know I guess that's how I guess that's it's an interesting market like top 3 instead of top 5 or whatever um, Are they doing that this week I was
1: um it's like clicking through and i usually use top 20 for ownership stuff and it seemed like they still had like top five finishes as like the primary market which just seemed seemed bizarre to me
0: yeah i think they i think uh if they don't have them yet fanduel will for sure have um they'll they'll for sure have the the metal markets they have metal markets for everything which is so it's a wacky time we're living in it's hilarious to see all to see all the markets i mean your
1: skateboarding bets go
0: we got closing line value on all of them we didn't win though we didn't win <laughs> there there's still more they're doing they're doing more skateboarding next week but uh definitely it was a i mean the the gals who won the women's skateboarding were like listed at like 100 to one or whatever like no one knew anything the markets were completely messed up we just didn't we didn't bank the right ones yeah yeah, I mean, but I I feel like I I'm being serious here. Like, if you have like insight on like triathlon or something, like these market, I'm just I guarantee these markets are terrible. So if you are if you're grinding, if you're grinding the tape, um, you're too rich,
1: man. If you're not grinding the the niche markets for the Olympics, you get too rich.
0: Well, you get like I'm sure you get limited like super fast. Like you're not getting anything. Or they or they
1: just flag you as a total degenerate for the rest of your you know career, and you get all the limits you want on anything.
0: No, all of, I, I, I've, I've, after I had never been limited in my life until Shohei Ohtani AL MVP bets. And I, that I like my accounts are limited now. Like I can't like, there's like the, the max I can get down on season long player props is like $112 because of freaking Ohtani. Fair but enough. It'll, we'll, it'll be worth it in the end. We'll, uh,
1: we'll hopefully have our projections up if our data provider is able to add the slate and we'll have those over at Daily Roto with the Optimizer and ownership projections. Don't know how accurate they'll be this week, but I think we'll be able to get them in a good place.
0: Okay, I bet I bet Hideki. Um, yeah, got to bet Hideki. I'm taking the nerve and that's going to be my one ticket this week. Uh, everyone, good luck. DailyRoto.com, we will, uh, we'll get everything up and working for you guys and uh, good luck this week.